It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. For the defective characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are around. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with sponsorship in this episode 19 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. How's James. it going, guys? Hey, you took the tree down. Who did that? James did it. Yep. I, I cut appreciate it with it. a machete. With a machete. Yeah, that was... must have taken forever. Well, I never watered it, so it was dry. Oh, uh, that's true. Easy. Did so, you... so that that never had water at all? No. And there's pine needles still in places I've never even knew existed. Yeah. We're going to have pine needles in the studio for a long time. But it smells wonderful. It does. Yeah, like absolutely. an air freshener. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's good. This might this might have been <laughs> one of the good. worst opening. Uh, <laughs> I, I I wanted to say monologues because that's what it is on the late night shows, but it's a dialogue. It's uh. It's a trialogue. There's, there's three of us. So any struggles that we dealt with in the last uh, I don't know last seven days? Yes. Um, we have a new mascot in the studio, and it's a unicorn called Pixie. And that's so fluffy. <laughs> and it's been. I've been hiding it, and Dennis is going crazy trying to find it. So I that's, was. That's been a struggle. That was that was a talk about powerlessness. I lost Pixie. Turns out that James hid Pixie, and I almost cried a little bit. It was really really disturbing. Yeah, it seems it seems uh, that's disturbing. What you're doing with the unicorn, <laughs> Dennis? Uh, so so. Today's topic is something the three of us can definitely relate to. I know there's some people in uh, sobriety that uh, try to run a program with no sponsor. Uh, you know, people pick apart. Oh, it doesn't say that you need a sponsor in the big book. It's just a suggestion. And really, I mean, all of these are just suggestions. You know, listening to our podcast and some of the suggestions we have are just what we learned from the rooms and in, in our sponsors. But I know. Uh, speaking for the three of us has definitely helped us in our journey, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and they may be suggestions, but it's it's years and years in the making of stuff that works. Yeah, so. way way before we were born, and even our parents probably were born, right? Your guys' parents born before thirty five? Yes. Mm, I feel like <laughs> a bad son because I don't know their birth year. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think they were though. They're not. Yeah. yeah. Your parents were born before thirty five, James? No. No, oh, you said yes. Yeah, you said you oh. said yes, and I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> old man Callaway. Oh man. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's yeah, let's start the uh, start the conversation with what a sponsor is to you, Dennis. What a sponsor is to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, to put it simply, I think a sponsor is someone to help me go through the steps. You know, like I think. For me, and I think a lot of other people, you know, when we come in here, we're lost. Like, I had no idea how to get better, how to, like, 
achieve what I wanted to, which was, you know, get sober, get clean and live a different way than I was living. I had no idea to do that. So, you know, you go into the meetings and they tell you to get a sponsor and stuff like that. And, and that's kind of what my sponsor has been for me. He walked me through the steps. He's been there. If I was freaking out or whatever, it's someone that I could talk to, you know, it's kind of like a guide, you know. Um, James here. Hi, James. Hey, James. So, a spot, I've had a few different sponsors in my um, time in AA, and a sponsor has always been someone that, um, like Dennis said, has been a guide. Um, I've had a couple different sponsors that will read the entire book with me and go over um, different sentences and paragraphs uh, that are important, that's been important to him and important to the program and uh, recovery and someone will point out different things that I might not be aware of so they've been through it and they're sharing their experience strength and hope with me and, and letting me know that they were with me at one point and they got through it this is how I did it let me show you how um, they can be um, they can be um, I don't know authoritative and they can be um, kind and I've had different sponsors, but all of them have been loving, and in a, it, they come from a caring place, I believe. Hey, Mike here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, yeah. So, well, usually you're like James. Anything? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I was waiting. Hey, for- do you have anything else? No. <laughs> no. Um, I. I would say, and uh, if you're you're just tuning in, you missed um, the the first couple episodes. James and I share the same sponsor right now. I had an original sponsor that walked me through the steps, and uh, I did a fourth step with my current sponsor here in Celebration, Florida. Um, but didn't have to. Um, I guess we like we didn't sit down and go through the book line by line with my current sponsor. I took. About 14 months uh, the first time around is how long it took to go through the steps. Um, and I just worked them every day with my current sponsor. But I was, uh, I guess, first introduced that a sponsor, like you guys said, is somebody um, that has been through it and has not mastered this way of living, but is living this way. You know, So that way I can see in their life how things are today and can kind of learn the uh, the import, important facts that if you live this way, uh, you will have a better life than if, uh, if you don't. You know, that was a, a suggestion with some of the tools. Um, I want to bring up to you guys, and this, this wasn't in our notes, but as far as the, the, spon- the first sponsor that you had, how you acquired. So if it is your first sponsor now, but how that how that happened, whether it was a suggestion that, you know, somebody in the room said, hey, you got better get a sponsor or how that came about. Dennis, what was that like for you? Um, my current sponsor is the only sponsor that I've had. Um, I think in my story, I talked about how like before I came into the rooms, I had met a couple of people and uh I remember, like, 
my friend that introduced me to AA or whatever one one night before I ever came into the rooms, I was sitting outside on a bench with him. And then this guy came by carrying a pizza and he started talking to us because he they knew each other. And we ended up sitting out there for like over an hour talking about recovery and stuff. And I felt comfortable with it. And we were talking about things that I was going through and stuff. So when I finally came into the room, it was probably a week or two then I saw that gentleman in a meeting and on the way, like on the way out of the meeting after the, you know, the close of the meeting and stuff while we were walking out, I was like, Hey, do you want to walk me through the steps? And he's like, you mean like, do you, are you asking me to be your sponsor? And then I was like, I guess so. And that's how it happened. You know, I think it like, I already had met him. So I was comfortable with him and I trusted him and he was easy to talk to. So how I many, think, how many times did you meet him before you asked him? Uh, just once before. And then the second time that I saw him, I think was when I asked him. So I met him once before I ever came into the rooms. And then the first time that I saw him at a meeting after I came in is I asked him. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, James, I know you had a couple sponsors. Can you just take a, a little bit of time with each one talking about those? So that way if people are, uh, listening and they're, uh, yeah, you know, not, they don't have a sponsor yet. Like how, how did that selection process happen? Who were these guys? How much time did they have all that? Well, I first came into the rooms in 2003 <clears throat> and I didn't get my first sponsor until 2000 and geez, Eight, and that means that I was um, in and out of the rooms, just trying this this program by myself. You know, I was not keeping sober for more than a month, so it was just kind of like when things got bad, I would go and uh, try to get sober. And uh, my first sponsor, I remember, I was in rehab. I had been in rehab for a couple weeks, and they let us go um, outside of the premise and go to um, a spiritual facility, like a church. And I remember after the service, I was sitting in the coffee room, and then I saw um, one of my old co-workers from a restaurant, and he walked by. And um, <clears throat> I, he started talking to me, like, what are you doing? I told him I was in recovery. And I was like, well, I'm in recovery too. And I was like, oh, great. And I had been in um, uh, the rehab for a couple of weeks and they talked about sponsorship a lot so I was like will you be my sponsor you know that was it and he's like sure and then we started working uh, I eventually ended up drinking um, we keep in contact every now and then uh, but that was my first one and he was he was good he would just you know help me out wherever I needed uh, my second sponsor was um, actually another person that I worked with that I saw at uh, a meeting and this was after I had a, you know, another year trying to get this program. And he uh, took me through all the steps. Um, eventually, I ended up drinking again. Third sponsor, same thing. I, um, it was a little different, though. He, um, I wanted what he had. He, when he spoke, it, it just really resonated with me. And he had such a powerful message. So I was like, I need to get him as my sponsor. 
And he had a very grueling way about it. Like, you need to write down every single person you've ever known. And you need to make a complete fourth step. And it's it better be, you know, a 10-hour long fifth step. I'm just like, Ugh. So I got through it. Most of the steps I never finished, ended up drinking. And then finally, my last sponsor that I have now. And I'm proud to say I have over two and a half years of sobriety. And I truly believe that I was never really ready with the other sponsors, but God bless them. They were just wonderful, and they were never angry with me. They were very patient, and they probably knew that I wasn't ready um, until I was, and now it's been uh, it's been wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, buddy. So, uh, and I, I think everybody's experience with the sponsors differently because it's uh, – I mean, we're all chemically like made up different, you know. So if there's not that connection, I think initially we all, most of us, when you find a sponsor, you find there's something in them that you, you see in yourself or you want, you know, to have, yeah. or you just don't want to be who you are. My my first sponsor, uh, I didn't. Our stories didn't have much in common, but um, it was day two of sobriety. I had known for, uh, man, a solid, like, if I'm being honest and trying to think back, at least two years, almost every day, I knew that I was an alcoholic before I came into the rooms and I was having trouble. And I would say, I'm not going to drink today. But, like, towards the end, it was every day that I was needing to drink. Um, and I was just, I was done. I was ready. And when... I hit my bottom, went to the first meeting. It was a lunchtime meeting that a coworker of mine took me to. Uh, then after that meeting, I uh, went to a, a this woman they worked with named Crystal and said, we just got back from the brown bag. I'm having issues. She had 10 years sobriety, then relapsed, and then had just picked up her year of sobriety again and said, okay, well, I, I, here's a list of meetings tomorrow night. We're going to the 6:30, and the Serenity Group in Essex Junction, Vermont. We uh, ended up going to, and she said, "Hey, Mike, get over here. Meet Dave. Dave, Mike, you got, you guys should talk." And then she walked away, <laughs> and um, you know, I kind of told them like, you know, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and didn't want to have reliance on anything. To be able to get through the day. Like what a gift that is. That now five years into sobriety. I can say probably at least the last two years. There hasn't been a day. That I've had resentment. Because somebody else can drink. And I can't. You know like. Or feelings of inadequacy. Or that I need to to be somebody different. And that was because his uh, his guidance. That I had. Uh, you know his story. Had uh, pot in it. And that was his vice. And mine. Uh, was drinking so as far as that goes he said that he tried na meetings and they weren't what he felt like he needed so that's why he went to aa but the reason that he drank was the same but i didn't know that until i already asked him to be my sponsor and i already started working the steps and it wasn't until probably step five that i did with him that he would say oh yeah I did that too, and he would, you know, relate to uh, what was going on. So he was my sponsor for a year and a half, and then I moved to Orlando, 
and I had vacationed in Orlando before I came into sobriety. And then when I did, I vacationed three times and hit up probably a total of five meetings in those three trips and had heard my current sponsor always about 40 minutes in in the meeting. He would say something that was like out of this world accurate to how I felt. And it was uh, it was great. At the time, he had some young children, and I wanted to be a dad. So I was like, man, this is, this is great because this is going to uh, also teach me how to be patient with, hopefully, God willing, my future kids. And now I have a one-and-a-half-year-old that I can share uh, moments with, with him and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when my daughter did that. So... I think for me, that was very important to actually find somebody that not, uh, you know, just had maybe some of the, the same uh, defects of character that we talk about, but also had a solution that was exactly what I wanted to get out of. So, uh, you know, that was, was very important to me to I, get there. I want to add, um, you know, we do have the same sponsor and... I when I first came into the rooms here in celebration, he was um, one of the one of the, one of the people that I really like listened to every word. He was just amazing. Like when he spoke, it resonated with me. And someone else told me, well, they asked me, "Do you have a sponsor yet?" I'd been here maybe a month, and I said no. And they suggested, "Well, why don't you why don't you get Brian?" And I said, "Okay." And I knew exactly who they were talking about. That's a great idea. And that was it. And the rest is history. Yeah. And uh, I guess the main thing and the connection of, you know, why the, the three of us, we've had our sponsors for two years plus, right? Yep. I've been with my current sponsor three and a half years just because I've been here for, th- for a year more than you guys going to that home group. But um you know, we found success. And I think a big thing of that is trust. So Dennis, uh, if you could talk about a couple times where maybe you first realized you could trust your sponsor and how that came about. Um, I don't trust my sponsor. That guy, <laughs> like, I'm just that's kidding. Not, <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I I kind of tend to trust people until they give me a reason not to trust them. Uh-oh. You know, um, I don't know if there's a specific time that, like, I trusted him. You know, I think, like, over over the course of, like, doing the steps and stuff like that and talking to him, like, I would tell him something and then there wasn't, like, an expression of judgment or something, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I did so-and-so or I feel this way or whatever. It's not like, Oh, how could you do that? Or like, Oh, that's not good or whatever. It was like, okay. You know? And I, I think over that it's, it's kind of like, you know, like building any relationship, you know, it's you, it gets stronger the more you go through with them, you know? So I don't know. Um, I think my sponsor would want me to mention Thailand because, uh, you know, how much fear I had in like going anywhere, getting on a plane, leaving my bubble and stuff like that. And he really pushed me to do that, 
to get out of it, you know, and would tell me things like fear is only paper thin, even though it looks like it's a mile high or like, you know, everything's going to be okay. So him pushing me through that, doing something that I didn't think I could ever do. And then like going through that and going through that with him, like kind of be like, holy smokes, I can do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he was right, you know? And I think, you know, that kind of goes along the lines of the experiences as time goes on. He's proven himself trustworthy, you know? Awesome. How about you, buddy? Um, Well, I do trust my sponsor. He's very, he's an open book. And when we were getting together for the first time, he, uh, he told me a lot about himself. And he opened up, which made it a lot easier for me to open up. He's never, my sponsor's never lied to me. He's always been forthcoming and he's never given me a reason not to trust him. So in a way, I do trust him and it's a good feeling. I think the, the first time that I, uh, I found trust in my first sponsor was coming across having to um, sit down, do book, book work with him um and him going through and saying okay like here's he he took time out of his day to essentially hang out with a stranger for the first month for like i don't know 10 10 hours 15 hours like outside of a meeting and he had four kids and he just said you know what i'm going to stop uh, how I saw it was he was stopping his life to take care of me trying to get my life back together. And like, how do you not trust somebody that's going to just take a stranger and say, Hey, like you're not doing good. You know, like the three of our bottoms weren't being homeless, but I can tell you that I felt the inadequacies of somebody that was as low as low could be and felt terrible about myself and he was willing to take that time you know uh i think out of the three of us probably the the fourth step is certainly you're not going to do a fifth step with somebody and talk about everything you wrote down unless you trust them because it's like just what a, what a tremendous uh, maybe you would but what a tremendous waste of time if you're just gonna regurgitate lies on paper um, for you know hours how how long were your four steps no judgment by the way <laughs> I'll go um, my most recent fifth step was nine hours me and my sponsor sorry my sponsor and I sat in a park under a tree and it, it literally took five hours That's i'm so sorry romantic. nine hours nine hours and it was long, nine hours because was, how long did it take it was, you to do your fourth step though uh two weeks longer than it was expected of me <laughs> <laughs> that's true dennis how about you i i think my fourth step i think it, it probably only took me to do it like a couple of weeks i think and because they, i was ready to do it you know what i'm and, saying yeah and then and that then, that fifth step that you did with him fifth, fifth step i did it over 
I think a course of two or three sessions and they were probably a few hours each because I would just ramble you know but yeah I think I don't know maybe total like six to ten hours probably okay yeah so I mean that's that's some serious time and if you don't trust somebody like I it, it's fair to say out of the three of us we're not gonna yeah. actually well, take how, that time how long did it take you to do it yeah, um I- I would say it was probably uh, for the first time, it was a little over six hours for the fifth step. I would say about, I really put pen to paper. So I remember it being done after two weeks and he kept saying, and I think it was stalling because he was busy, but he's like, you sure? I don't know. Make sure you got everything down there. And it ended up being like at least six weeks. Because I remember it was Super Bowl Sunday when we actually did my first fifth step in my office at work. Because it was the only, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as, as amazing as under a tree, you know, but it was, it was in my office at work. I, I did mine at a hotel by the pool. Really? Yep, at night, so there was no one else there. Was it at the Gaylord? No, it was at the Bohemian. <gasps> oh, you know. that's in town. Yeah. Sweet. Lo- local hotel. Free plug. Free plug. Oh, yeah, we did. The first session was at a hospital. We were we found, it like, a little, like, you know those little rooms in the hospital that are, like, the doctor's lounges and stuff like, like that? Like an alcove? No, it was an actual room with a door. Um nice try use of a word but um but we were in there and we were in there for a couple of hours doing this this thing and then finally someone came in and he's like what are y'all doing in here and oh, no. they and they kicked us out but uh yeah that was funny i forgot about that so uh and, and you can tell when we're talking about our sponsors yeah it's also fair to say that we love our sponsors for for what they they do they put up with us uh, that's kind know. of a strong word. Uh, uh, I'm gonna uh, say I'm gonna say we love our sponsors. Um, we do. When all said and done, all that matters is love. Yeah, that's is that's a Beatles song, right? I think it's a oh. fortune cookie. What? Okay. That's a yeah. <laughs> um, how about any uh, recommendations on how to get a sponsor if if they don't they don't have one? I do a raffle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would suggest you first, you know, listen, listen in meetings, you know, and listen to what people are saying and then kind of like talk to people after the meetings and before the meetings and kind of get to get a sense of who people are and what kind of program they work. And then when you find someone that has what you want and you feel like you can be honest with them and trust them a little bit, at least enough to get to know them a little bit more then that's who you should be your sponsor. And then you go out and you buy chocolates and flowers and you walk up to them and you recite them a poem and then ask them to be your sponsor. That's one way to do it. Hmm. James? When I look for a sponsor, I tend to look for someone I can identify with. Um, I have been in my addiction known to spot the one with the nicest car because that's what I thought I wanted at the time and 
I, I remember asking someone if they'll be my sponsor because he drove a Bentley. <laughs> and he turned me down, and I had a resentment. But in all uh, honesty, you know, you, you got to find someone that you can talk to, someone you can open up to, someone that has the time to take you through it. Um, I tend to go, I, it's been my um, experience in the past that everyone I ask has been very friendly and open and not too demanding. They kind of let me go at my own pace, which is, which is what I needed because I wasn't really ready until I was ready. And I don't really need someone to, you know, batter me and tell me what to do. That's just for me. Maybe I do. I don't know. Yeah, um, Mike, alcoholic. Um, Hi, Mike. Hey, thanks. I just wanted to remind myself. Uh, <laughs> I think sponsorship, the big book's very important, don't get me wrong, but I think sponsorship is one of the most important things uh, in the program, definitely for me, um, because it allows me to, um, you know, some of the stuff that, I share in meetings. It's a it's a vetting process of I bring up to my sponsor ahead of time, and some of it doesn't need to be shared in a meeting. You know, yeah, some absolutely. some of it some of it it should just be between me and another alcoholic. Or like I think I spoke on a little bit last week. Um, you know, maybe the fellowship, like something that I'll share with James and Dennis. Uh, off mic that I'm going through because I'm trying to work through it because I like bringing a solution to the meetings and not a problem you know uh, we start our meeting asking if there's a problem topic or solution related to our common problem which is alcohol and outside of the the open if you're actually tossing out a topic that's a problem um, I feel like there are some people in a lot of those uh, home groups and a lot of meetings that I've been to that the people that always have a problem and always push a problem out, I ask them after and they're like, no, I don't have a sponsor right now. And I pray for them that that person shows themselves and that they have a chance to identify with that person when they do. Because um, my life would look very different if I didn't. Uh, have a sponsor in my life so I always uh, recommend that that's you know very important uh, now I know this is something uh, Dennis you might not have a uh, opinion on just because you haven't broke up with your sponsor as of yet right yeah so I have nothing to actually toss your way right now, so you can sit back and relax. I actually have. Do you? Yeah. What do you What do you got, buddy? Are I you th are Tell you, us, Dennis. Tell I, us. I think the best way to break up with a sponsor is through text message. Okay. Just send him a text and be like, "Look, I'm out." Go back and that's to your. Good. I was I was right. But, I was right. You but have no, no, nothing no, 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 to no, suggest. I, I, okay, can I say one good thing then? By the way, we're making a frittata in the kitchen right now with our our chef, <laughs> our private chef. So if you if you hear, yes, more cheddar, more cheddar. So. I, I I do want to add something positive to that though. I think like, you know, whenever you do break up with a sponsor, I've heard it said that it can sometimes feel like you are breaking up with someone, 
And I think it's important to remember that everyone in the rooms and in the fellowship only wants the best for you. So if that, if, you know, if you go to someone and be like, hey, I would like to get another sponsor, 99.9% .9 of that time, they're going to be okay. You know, you don't have to feel like it's going to be a rejection, like it's a relationship or something like that, because everyone around really only wants the best for everyone. So it's going to be okay. So don't, don't stick with someone that's not working if mm -hmm. you're only, the only reason is because you're afraid to hurt them or something like that. And don't use text message. Yeah, don't do that. He was kidding. It was it was sarcasm. It was obvious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, James, I know you had uh, several sponsors that you talked about uh, before getting your Indeed. your current sponsor. But how how did that happen? Uh, did they part ways with you, or did you make the decision? Well, I just started drinking it again, and I stopped talking to them for all of them. You ghosted all of them. Yes. Oh. But they knew what was up, and. I haven't really, because they're in a different, um, a different. No, I was going to say country, but they're in a different uh, part of the state, and I, I haven't really reached out to them. But that's something I could do. That might be a good amends that I need. Any to make. of them? Not really. No. I'm sure they're all doing fine. Well, that, that first sponsor you did mention, you stay in contact with him every once in a while. Yeah, they're all on Facebook, so, so they all know where you are. No. Okay. No. Which yeah, is that might be a good idea to like look yeah I'm doing, I'm, I'm I'm doing well now thank you for everything that you've done yeah so that's something I should definitely do because they did spend a lot of time on me yeah. and we just um, worked something out live on air yeah um, and it's funny because um, I've I've had my second sponsee um, he did the same thing to me and then I saw him maybe um, I hadn't heard from him for three months and he showed up in a meeting. And I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I'm glad you're back. He, he let me know that he did go out, and he's back. And then I saw him at the meeting the next day, and he, he came up to me. He's like, no, he didn't even come up to me. Another friend of mine came up to me. He's like, hey, James, I wanted to talk to you um, uh, about your sponsors. He came up to me and asked me to be a sponsor. I was like, wonderful. That's great. I hope you can help him. Yeah. You know, I, he's yeah, like, okay, well. And he's like, well, I just, I didn't want any hard feelings. I was like, no, I'm so glad he's back and he's getting help. So, you know, we, I, we didn't work together, but I will always yeah. be his friend, you know. And I, and I, I don't like to assume things, but I, yeah. I, I hope my other, my former sponsors felt the same way about me. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that's important to remember is th that, like, when you are sponsoring people, you you have to like remember that it's not nothing is personal it's not about us as sponsors it's about them and if like whatever helps someone else get better and get what we have then better whether it's with me walking through the steps or someone else or whatever it's it's none of it has anything to do with us as sponsors it's all about them yeah my uh my first sponsor that I had in uh, the Burlington, Vermont area, he recommended slash, slash I, like, I guess he fired me because he's like, listen, you're moving, like, bye. And like, this isn't going to yeah. work. I'm not going to be able to sponsor you from afar. Um, so, you know, he, uh, I was on the phone. He said, you know, hey, make sure every single day that when you move, call me every day until you get a sponsor. And then, you could still call me every day, you know, he said, but take their suggestions as they're your sponsor 
and if it's different than what I suggested, do that because they're actually laying eyes on you every day. Um, and um, touching a, a little bit on uh, what James and Dennis were talking about, about uh, you know our sponsorship that we've done, I would say there's probably been, uh, I don't know, just under, I would say, 10 individuals that have asked me to, to sponsor them. And I think there's a lot of fear. Like I'm, I'm very grateful that I had the, the gift of desperation that allowed me to say, yeah, I'll do book work. Yeah, I'll dive into this because I hated reading. Honestly, I think the last book that I read was like, mm, I was going to lie and say five years earlier, but it was probably 10. Thank God for audiobooks. Yeah. So, uh, are y'all serious right and, now? Like, I love reading. Uh, that's <laughs> that's reading. fine. I'm not judging you, smarty pants. <laughs> I'm just saying that I I I did not enjoy reading at all. Um, and I think that could. I mean, just very quickly, I didn't like reading because my first grade teacher would mock me when I was actually learning to read, and Aww. she uh, it was extremely insulting and actually skipped me in class. Because she's like, we got to get through this. Don't go to Mike. Just skip Mike. It's and she was, she was definitely on my fourth oh, step, I'll tell you. I was just going to ask. She had to yeah. be there. Yeah. And Mrs. Tib- Mrs. Thibodeau, I no, think she's dead. I think don't she's dead. Don't call her out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, she was an old bag at the time. Oh, my and goodness. <laughs> she, she honestly, like, she was probably only 40. But to me, she was like 192. Hey, to be fair, know? she had a lot of stress going on in her life. She had a lot she of had kids you to as deal a class. with. I can only imagine like her husband her was best. cheating on her. Oh um, no! Because was that PC she was, no. she was, she it's was unkind. Okay, okay. Well, I will, I will make an amends to her and apologize to Mrs. Barbara Thibodeau. Um, oh from Weymouth, Massachusetts. Are you uh, uh, no, that's that's actually her name. Um, so yeah, she she's not listening. Actually, she's a teacher. Like ninety percent of teachers. So I've heard because my first sponsor was a teacher. Is that there's a lot of teachers that are alcoholics because they have to deal with a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of podcasters that are alcoholics. Yeah, too. yeah, and also former teachers. Uh, that are podcasters. So I, I will say in all seriousness that as far as sponsorship goes, I'm grateful that, um, man, I'm really grateful for that first sponsor, the current sponsor that I have, and teaching me that uh, I don't think there's a wrong way to be a sponsor as long as you don't say yes to being a sponsor if you don't have time. Yeah. If you know that you can't actually be there, and you can't do it, yeah. then then don't do it. Then bounce off and go. Yeah, I'm really you know stacked up. Like I have a, a rule right now, working through the steps, that I will only sponsor two people working through the steps at a time because I know what my limitations are. Yeah. And I don't want to. Uh, it's I don't look at it like it's a selfish thing. I look at it like I'm not actually extending the hand of AA. Um, there are other hands that will be there. And I know that you gentlemen, where you are, because we're in the same fellowship, that if there's something that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm struggling with this. I'm, you know, like if they have gone in and out for years, I don't have that in my story. And if I already have two sponsors, uh, sponsees that I'm working with, maybe James is a better fit, yeah. you know. And I, I think that 
that is important and it kind of goes along the lines of like you know um it's not about us you know what i'm saying so it's like there's some people out there who like like to collect sponsors sponsees or whatever just so they say oh i have 10 sponsees i have 20 sponsees or whatever but like like you like you just said mike that if if you do take on sponsees you got to remember that it's it's all about their recovery and it does take time out of your day and out of your life to like help someone go through the steps so if you take a sponsee on and and you kind of like put them last and like ignore them don't pick up their calls don't like walk them through the steps you're doing them a disservice you know what i'm saying that could do harm that could cost them their life so it's better to say no and try to redirect them to someone who can help them than like just take them on for no reason you know so so gentlemen we've uh we've come to the the end of the episode oh, do you have no. anything else you want to add on sponsorship yeah you know since we're very close to disney world I've got a little guest who wants to say something. Oh, boy! We are not associated with the Disney Corporation in any way. Hey, Pluto! No! What is that? Those, those really aren't good. So I do, have a, <laughs> I, I, I do have a surprise guest that I want to bring in. Uh, he's been listening to everything that's been said today, oh, which no. is Dennis's sponsor, Mike M. Oh All no! Right. Sponsor, and a I, real life sponsor do, in I the do, wild. I do want to say a happy belated birthday as well. Happy birthday to you, Mike. my friend! Woohoo! <clears throat> it's not my birthday. You've got Coke on your shirt. That's what it says. I'm Mike. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Mike. Um, real quick, I just wanted to say one thing. When I ever hear about this, the topic of sponsorship, everything that they said is I'm not going to repeat any of that. But the one thing that I didn't hear that I'm just gonna reiterate that I've heard before and I've experienced before in early recovery, I always thought it was important to have sponsees to have good recovery. And what I found is that that's not the case. I, because I didn't have, I have a lot of sponsees now, but there was years in the beginning when I first was getting sober, I didn't have any. And some of my friends had like, one, one guy had, would collect sponsors and he had like, 10 and I thought that he had such better recovery because of it but I find now that it's not so much about it's not so much like a, the 12 step kind of suggests sponsorship but I find that the 12 step really can be accomplished in so many different ways just by going to a meeting the meeting I went to was basically the first one I went to there was about 25 people there at the night meeting that if they weren't there, I would have had no meeting to go to. So sometimes sponsorship can be as simple as just going to a meeting that I don't want to go to. Sometimes I'll, I, I'll go to a night meeting and I don't want to go and I think to myself, I'm not going for me. I'm going for maybe that newcomer. And that is a form of the 12 step that is vital. So no matter how much time you have, whether you have sp sponsees or do not have sponsees, I don't, be, don't think that you're recovery depends on it. it i believe that my recovery right now if i didn't have any sponsees would be exactly the same it is today i love pat paying it forward and i love spreading this thing because it's just it saved my life and i like to try to help other people but it's not a necessity i think we can have great recovery without sponsees and we can do other things in the 12th step like make coffee or just simply show up to a meeting maybe tonight Thanks, Mike. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you, buddy. Um, so, I mean, let's put a let's put a bow on this. This is episode twenty of the uh, actually episode nineteen. Twenty is going to be next Thursday when we'll be back sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you. We're the defective characters, entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, we carry the message, not the alcoholic. See you real soon. Yeah, we'll see you next time. We're gonna get in trouble oh, with that yeah, Mickey dude, voice. That's like so that's, copyrighted. It is too. It is too good. Uh.